see things a little differently this is the match in the month for november um like i have actually have like more time in like the middle of the night because of what i do to where like when i get these ideas i can just record them now so it's pretty fucking awesome um but yeah so last month we talked about terry funk and we talked about how um, his his impact on ecw was super important i want to go to edge so this is actually what I was gonna do for the match of the month in October, but I pushed it back. But essentially, I want to tell the journey of his match. That actually is uh, kind of cousins to uh, the, the 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 what we talked about with Terry Funk and ECW One Night Stand. I think I got the 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 year wrong. I think I said 2005. It was 2006. It was ECW One Night Stand 2006. The one where Rob Van Dam won the ECW and the WWE uh, Championship against John Cena. Um, but start this. This is WrestleMania 23. Uh, no, WrestleMania 22. Excuse me, in Chicago, the hardcore match between Mick Foley and Edge, and these two beat the hell out of each other. They had a hardcore match that was utterly ridiculous and scary. Um, and but I want to do the lead up to it. So essentially, in 2005, which I which is for me as a wrestling fan. 2005 was a very interesting year. I felt like for as much as things were happening in the WWE for me as a fan, I was like I was I was more leaning towards TNA that year. Like I just didn't like certain things. I don't know why, I can't explain it. I just have those years with WWE where like I just wasn't feeling the creative as much and it wasn't that things didn't happen, things happened, but like there were things that just didn't Move the needle for me. So think about this. So in 2005, at the Royal Rumble, right, you have, uh, who won the Royal, uh, Batista won the Royal Rumble that year. On the Royal Rumble card, you had uh, Shawn Michaels versus Edge, and wasn't a bad match, but I just wasn't into the feud. And honestly, I think that's why when people ask me, because I could ask, like, because I will say this. No one's actually gone out with their way to say I'm an Edge hater. Like, I've been surprised about that. They, they've just been like, what? How'd you know? Like, what triggered? I think, I think what kind of triggered it was the way it was. Edge was forced on me as a fan. Now, in fairness, he was the top heel after he won the championship, so it made sense. But it was just like all those years on SmackDown, I didn't feel like SmackDown was impressive. But you know what? Actually, is even more interesting when I think about it, even more psychological. Is at that time I didn't have cable. So, like, I could still watch, you know, uh, SmackDown. So, I was watching it, and, and nothing excited me. The one thing I knew that was consistent, consistent was Edge was going to be on TV. And everything he did just wasn't, whether it was the stuff with Vicky Guerrero and uh, La Familia, I didn't care about any of that stuff, you know? But this stuff intrigued me. So, Edge's journey began, and his, like, his, his madness began on in this year. But think about this. Batista won the Royal Rumble after it was an accidental tie, and Vince McMahon came out, blew both his quads, and 
They, we're doing the match. Batista throws John Cena over the top rope. You have the main event, which you have a pretty decent WrestleMania. You have the opener, which is an opener no one really talks about. And I think because people are so stuck on their Halloween Havoc 97 match that um, they forget about this one. But Rey Mysterio and Aguero were both tag team champions. And they ended up wrestling each other one-on-one. This will lead to the Eddie heel turn. Ray gets the win. You have Piper and Austin on Piper's pit. You have John Cena defeating JBL for his first WWE championship. Uh, you have uh, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, which was the match of the night. Um, and so it's like one of those situations where like you you had some decent stuff happening this year. You know, um, you had what the, the you had the evolution of King Booker, and like it just was for some reason this year. Like I don't actually find myself when I like go through WWE Network sometimes, Peacock, whatever you want to call it. I guess I don't find myself like going to 2005 very much, if at all. But anyways, the start his journey starts where he has a feud with Shawn Michaels, and. He ends up winning that match. I think he ends up winning that match by roll-up. And Shawn Michaels moved on immediately after that. Like, he goes into the Royal Rumble, eliminates Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle ends up eliminating him and beating him up. And it's it's a quick turnaround for Shawn Michaels' feuds. And Edge at this point is feeling like, storyline-wise, and probably in real life as well, is that he's being overlooked. And, like, I will say this. Edge has always been booked pretty freaking strong. If you think about his debut at SummerSlam 98, he's in a tag team match with Sable versus Mark Merrow and Jacqueline. And Jacqueline, I remember Jacqueline wrestling in WCW. I don't think she ever got to show her true wrestling skills in WWE as much as I'm sure. And she was older at the time, I get that. But still, like I remember when she was wrestling in Disco Inferno and to see her just doing some of the moves she was doing, like super talented. Anyways, then, and if you think about like Edge's booking, Tag Team Championships, he leads the Tag Team Division, King of the Ring, United States Champion, Intercontinental Champion. This dude was has been pretty strongly booked his entire career. So he's feeling storyline-wise that, hey, you know, um, I'm being overlooked. I should be in main events. I should be winning the title, blah, blah, blah. Well, then you have the first money in the bank in 2005 at the Royal Rumble, at the WrestleMania. I keep saying at the rest at WrestleMania, Jesus Christ, and he wins, and so now he has his briefcase that he's carrying around. It's it's a foreign concept. Now we're 18 years in, you know. So like we we understand the concept now, but we didn't at that point. We didn't know what it meant. And then you have New Year's Revolution or New Year's was it was it Revolution? It was the only time I've ever done this pay per view, but some some say it was New Year's Revolution. John Cena goes through an Elimination Chamber match. He's bloody. He's battered. Vince McMahon walks out, says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This night is not over. Edge comes out with Lita. He hands Vince McMahon the briefcase. Vince McMahon says, prove me right. Because of what we talked about with Edge before, how people did not think Edge was ready for that WWE championship spot. But Vince McMahon believed it, and that's why he approved the cash-in. Cashed in, won the championship, was his first championship. He lost it three weeks later. Mick Foley was a special guest referee. That's how we end up here at WrestleMania, because Edge blamed Foley for his loss against John Cena. So for as good of a moment as the cash-in was, 
if you actually look at the history of things, and actually I heard someone say this stat actually. Someone said the stat of like Edge had never held a world championship for as many times as he's won it. And I don't actually know the number off the top of my head how many times he's won it. Matter of fact, let's look that up. Let's look that up. Um, <laughs> here we go. He is a former four-time world heavyweight champion. No, excuse me, four-time WWE champion. Former seven-time world heavyweight. So he's a, a, a former 11-time champion. So he's in double digits, which is... That's a rare that's a rare feat there. You only have certain people who have won double digit world championships, I wanna say. Off, off the top of my head, you have Brock Lesnar, Edge, Hogan, Sting, Orton, Triple H, Flair. I think that's it. I would need to look that up though. Cause Sting might be in there too. Sting may be in there. Cause Sting won the uh, the TNA title a bunch of times. And I think he was like a former five times. So um, that's something to look up. But anyways, either way, um, so his when because people ask if Edge is top fifty, and I, he's not in my top fifty. Now I've not written my top fifty, but I'm actually going to get to that, and I'm actually going to. I'm thinking about doing a top seventy-five, just to that way I, there's no honorable mentions. That's what I'm thinking about doing. I, I don't think he would crack my top seventy-five if I'm being honest. But that's something I I really need to sit down and think about though. So, anyways, um, but the point of that was me saying how like someone had pointed out to me how he never had to tell or never had the world title over more. I think he said over five months. That means a lot, you know. That means he had, that means he was very much a transitional champion every time, and he had like eleven title reigns, which is still impressive. He had eleven fucking world title reigns, but like he was a transitional champion. Like you can say a lot about the sixteen times Flair won a title. But I don't think he was – he held the title for what maybe his two shortest reigns with the WWE championship reigns. And, and both of those came the same year, you know. Um, anyways, Edge loses the title. McFoley, he ends up beating McFoley up. Foley then challenges to a hardcore match at WrestleMania. And these two had fire going. Uh, Lita got involved, ended up having her, her like barbed wire around her mouth and her lip. Um, yeah, it was a shit show. This whole thing was, I suggest you guys go back and watch it. It was rough. And so Edge, uh, what ends up happening is Lita lights a table on fire. And Edge does a spear through the table, pins Foley. They're both on fire. Uh, Mick Foley actually told a funny story where he said that um, his wife, he called his wife to tell him that he was all right. She was like, I don't care about you. How's Adam? <laughs> Once again, Adam wasn't in a lot of those matches. So at that point in time, she probably was numb to it. Yeah, she cares about her husband, but she's like, yeah, I know you have fucking issues, dude. Like, that's something we'll work out later in life. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, it, the match was pretty brutal. But I, the, if you look at the story for the whole year, from, like, January 2005 to uh, – March 2005, 2006, excuse me. It's like this whole year, uh, not per, I'm not gonna say, I'm not, there's no such thing as perfect booking, but it's a whole year and change of him essentially, like, once he feels like he, once he gets that briefcase, it fit his character so well for him to have it because of the storyline he was already going through with his descent into madness. I remember Jerry Lawler saying after he uh, won money in the bank, Jerry Lawler said, maybe this will calm Edge down now. Maybe he won't be as crazy uh, and thinking that, like, people are out to get him. 
you know, and, and like when you, when you think about all those things in that perspective and that light, it's like, holy shit, like that is actually a great way to put it. You know, like when you see the, the, the story in, in totality, you know. But um, that is your match of the month. It is, actually, I want to tell more of the story aspect of it than the match. Uh, it's, it's WrestleMania 22, though. It's Mick Foley versus uh, Edge in a hardcore match. Um, I highly suggest you guys check that out.